Copenhagen card is a city card which wonderful Copenhagen has had for many, many years. And it has always been a physical card. But back in 2018, we saw that uh, there was a need for us to develop a digital card and a digital experience. Hello and welcome to the 25 Days of Transformation series, where we talk to industry experts and global brands about the highs and lows of digital transformation. We'll learn from real-world business examples, get first-hand industry insights from the digital experts, and we'll take a deep dive into what trends to look out for in the coming months. I'm Tizzy Philp, Strategic Content Lead here at Valtech, and I'm here to guide you through these conversations and to uncover the latest and greatest in digital. If anyone has been hit hard by the global pandemic, it's the travel and entertainment industry. One of the players that is feeling the hit is Wonderful Copenhagen, the official tourism organisation working to promote and develop both business and leisure tourism in the Copenhagen region. Wonderful Copenhagen has been working hard, or had been working hard, I should say, to prepare for the 2020 tourism season with new digital initiatives such as Copenhagen Card, data collection, promoting a greener Copenhagen, and broadening the Copenhagen area by promoting a larger part of the region. In fact, the digital initiatives were initiated to try and help remedy the presence of over-tourism within different areas. Today, I'm joined by Tina Kastrup-Misser, Communications and Marketing Director for Wonderful Copenhagen, to discuss how life has changed, and the changes they're making to respond to such massive disruption. So Tina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Tizzy. As the official tourism organisation in Copenhagen, you were ready to welcome tourists to the city just as Corona hit. Everything was closed down and the reality was a season with no tourists. So how do you even start to react to a crisis like that? Well, that's a good question. Actually, it was a very surreal for us, and I don't think that any of us had had seen it come so pervasive. But I think within very short time, we switched to a mindset with a focus on how to get the best out of, uh, to be honest, a completely insane situation for us. So uh, first and foremost, we had to refocus our market strategy. For the past many many years, we have had a focus on growth markets, uh, focusing on overseas markets like, for instance, China, India, the U.S., and the U.S. actually in 2019 was the biggest market for, for Copenhagen in terms of tourism. We were working with Singapore and with South Korea, and in all of a sudden, the connectivity to, to the world was very much challenged. So for now, our, our market strategy is actually to, to focus on the nearest markets, where the connectivity is uh, is better. And we have even as something very new for us, a focus on the Danish market, which is uh, something that we have not worked with uh, so strategic before. So looking into things like staycations. Exactly, exactly. And also because Copenhagen, as many other places all around the world, have been very hit very hard by this crisis. So our approach is that we need to attract people from wherever we can attract people. And for now, the national market is uh, the one that we can actually work with. 
I guess at least that makes it a little bit easier to understand the audience that you're appealing to. Yeah. What digital initiatives had you been working on to help remedy the potentially too many tourists before all of this happened? Well, we did expect many visitors in Copenhagen this year. And the interesting thing for us was that during 2019, we had an increasingly focus on how to help managing the tourism flow in Copenhagen. Last year, several locals started voicing their dissatisfaction with the number of tourists in Copenhagen, especially in the city center. So back in 2019, we launched a new content strategy, which aimed at, first and foremost, uh, inspiring people to visit other parts of the city, but just the city center. And that's quite interesting, actually, because when we ask international visitors to Copenhagen, we find that uh, the visitors that have visited more parts of Copenhagen than just one part, the inner city, for instance, they actually leave the city more satisfied than the ones that have only been in the, the city center. So it, it, it was actually a win-win, but it was a new st strategic focus for us. We also refocused our paid marketing efforts so that 75% uh, of our marketing spend would focus on what we call the shoulder seasons. So that means the seasons outside of the summer months in Copenhagen. And then the last thing which gave us uh, a lot of attention in Denmark was that we decided no longer to promote Nyhavn, which is a very famous part of the inner city. So we took some new choices. Uh, we set a new strategic direction for the way that we worked with uh, marketing last year. And then in terms of Copenhagen being a, a green city, we have since 2019 been working on a new app, and that app was planned to be launched this summer, just before uh, the many tourists that we expected would uh, be checking in the, in the city. But as many other things in our business, this has also changed. So we have not launched the app yet, but it, it is ready when the world and when Copenhagen <laughs> is ready for the launch. Maybe I should tell a bit uh, about the, the app because uh, I think it's actually interesting also in terms of how to, to promote Copenhagen as a sustainable destination. So we have uh, developed the app together with uh, you guys, with uh, Veltec, and the app is called Planet Copenhagen. And with the app, we aim at inspiring people who are in Copenhagen, who are visiting Copenhagen, to be part of taking care of the city. And we do that by providing easy guiding to sustainable choices in Copenhagen. And the main objectives for, for this project was both to help visitors to act more environmental sustainable, both during their stay in Copenhagen, but also when they return home. We would like to encourage visitors to, to share their learnings and experiences from the visiting in Copenhagen. And then, of course, also align with Copenhagen, the city's ambition to become carbon neutral uh, by 2025. And then as a tourism organization, we would also like to strengthen our voice uh, within the sustainability agenda. And then, <laughs> last but not least, gather data and insights and enable us to prove our effect through tangible, unquestionable facts. So lots going on. It sounds like a very full plate, if you will, but I 
just want to go back to something you mentioned just at the start of, of that talk. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you were looking for ways to tackle the dissatisfaction that the locals felt around tourism. That's quite an interesting dichotomy, isn't it? Because you've got mm. your role of encouraging as many people as possible into Copenhagen. How do you balance the locals' opinion of tourism? I'm wondering whether any work was done to make them feel more positive about the tourism levels. Well, what we do is that we try to constantly be in dialogue with the locals, also being in a dialogue with uh, the municipality, for instance, in, in Copenhagen. So we have decided to be, you know, an organization that uh, has that dialogue with the locals of Copenhagen. And what we uh, find when we talk with the locals is that a lot of the dissatisfaction that they have come down to uh, elements of tourism behavior that has not necessarily anything to do with the tourists. For mm-hmm. instance, uh, many of the locals they think that they, uh, you know, throw garbage on uh, on the streets uh, and so forth. And and what we have found in two thousand and twenty, because we do not have any international tourists in the city <laughs> is that it is actually uh, mostly the locals doing all the, these really? things. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's quite interesting. But I think uh, our strategy is to keep the conversation going with the locals. And then, of course, have a focus on making Copenhagen a year-round destination for tourists so that we do not have all the tourists in the same month around the year. And then, of course, working with the mobility among the visitors in, in, in the city. So we inspire them to visit a lot of places in the city uh, so that everybody is not crowded in New Helm. So you had these amazing plans, great initiatives happening before COVID. Then COVID hit. What did you have to do to adapt to that new, new reality? No tourists, none of these problems that you were trying to solve were there anymore. You know, no business people traveling to the city. It's the exact opposite situation that you were expecting. What did you do next? Well, we looked at the market strategy and we knew that we had to focus on the markets, you know, in, in once they opened up. So, so we did a lot of planning. We spent a lot of time planning campaigns in order to be completely ready for hitting the market once the different markets opened up. And then we had a focus on the national market. And uh, actually, the first campaign that we launched back in May, after uh, Denmark had been closed down for, for quite some time, was actually a, a local campaign. So we, as Visit Copenhagen, we actually launched a campaign talking to the local Copenhageners. And the strategy behind that was that if the city does not come well out of a situation like we had uh, in spring this year. I mean, if the restaurants, uh, the hotels, the museums, the attractions, shops and so forth Mm. would not survive the crisis, we didn't have a product for the international visitors once the market opened up. So the campaign aimed at inspiring the Copenhageners to use their own city and actually help the city and us and themselves to keep Copenhagen the way that we, we all love it. So that was the first campaign and, and we were quite, you know, we, we, we didn't know how the Copenhageners would respond to a campaign from us, an international uh, visit mm-hmm. organization, but, but it went very well. And uh, we also got a lot of support from uh, the different partners in the city. 
as a marketer, I'm really interested in what that campaign looked like. How successful was it? What kind of things did you include in that campaign? Well, we, we called it hashtag use your city. It needs you. And then we covered all the different partners. So, so we talked about go out and eat at your local favorite restaurant. Experience the unexperienced places in Copenhagen, the things that you have not experienced before. Support your local uh, shops and basically inspiring people to, to use Copenhagen to, to remember that if they still want to be able to go to, to the favorite restaurant or the favorite coffee shop, they would need to give a hand in order to make sure that we, we had the city the same way as, you know, it was when, when everything closed down. I wonder whether now in your ongoing communications with the locals of Copenhagen, do you get the sense that they're ready for tourism to return? Do you think actually they miss it more than they thought they might or not? Yeah, they do because we asked them. <laughs> and uh, what we found was that uh, many Copenhageners, they miss all the different languages in the streets of Copenhagen. They miss going to restaurants and meet people from all over the world at the table next to them. And they are actually also, the Copenhageners, very much aware the how do you say, uh, the value that the tourists give to Copenhagen. So, so I think we, when we start the conversation around tourism with the Copenhageners again, we started a completely different point than where we left it in the beginning of 2020. And that's interesting. It is so interesting. It's going to be so interesting seeing how people respond now and whether in fact they want them to go into the wider areas of Copenhagen or in fact they do want them all concentrated concentrated yeah. in the center for as long yeah, as possible exactly <laughs> all in the same month yeah let's talk a little bit about the Copenhagen card can you explain to me a little bit more about the overall purpose what it is what the next steps are and how you see it evolving yes absolutely Copenhagen card is a city card which wonderful Copenhagen has had for many many years and it has always been a physical card but back in 2018, we saw that uh, there was a need for us to develop a digital card and a digital experience. We did that because we could see that our guests were actually ex expecting a digital product. And at the same time, we were looking for even more insights uh, about our guests, about their behavior, their experience with the card and, uh, and so forth, and also to get some insights that we could use in our marketing planning and product development. So we launched a digital uh, product in 2019, which was the first total year. We had 20% of the ones buying and using Copenhagen card actually chose uh, the digital card. This year, we have not been selling, of course, as many cards at, at, as we had hoped of course, because there are not that many people in the city. Mm -hmm. But this year is almost 40% that choose uh, the digital card. Yeah, and at some point, of course, we will do a complete shift and focus only on the digital version. That's fantastic. So a real success story with that. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, these podcasts are only 20, 25 minutes long. And I, again, as I've said so many times in this series, I think we could talk about this subject for ages because we're literally just scratching the surface but we've got a lot to talk about about what the future looks like for wonderful Copenhagen. What are your hopes for 2021? This has obviously been a year that no one could have expected, planned for or imagined and you've had to shift completely. 
But what are your hopes going forward? That's a good question. I am an optimist. I believe that people around the world are eager to travel once the world will open. And uh, the very famous Danish writer Hans Christian Andersen once said, to travel is to live. And I believe that it, uh, it holds some truth. We may, in the future, in the years to come, travel a bit different. We may be a bit more purpose-driven in the travel choices that we make. But I sincerely believe, actually, that the Copenhagen brand is strong enough to stand through this crisis. And I think the Copenhagen brand will be a perfect match for those traveling with a higher purpose in the years to come. And to be just very concrete for, for 2021, uh, please provide us with the vaccine and quick tests and then open up the world. Copenhagen is ready. I'm ready to go back to Copenhagen. It's been Perfect. a while since I've been there, but I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to travel. And, and actually, just to finish, because that's such a lovely way to end, but I also just wanted to ask a little bit more about this Green City Initiative and the fact that you're saying you want Copenhagen to be carbon neutral by 2025. Do you think that maybe that job is going to be a little bit easier in the changing way that people are traveling? You know, perhaps it's going to be more simple than we thought it was to reduce our carbon tourism footprint. I think you're right. I, I think that the situation, this global crisis that we have all been a part of, make us think a bit more about the choices that we make also when it comes down to travel. And that was actually what I meant by maybe the way that the travel behavior that people will have in the years to come will be more purpose-driven. Hopefully people will reflect a bit more. And I hope that it will be important for the people that choose to visit Copenhagen to come to Copenhagen, also because we have high ambitions on the sustainability agenda. And I hope with uh, some of the digital initiatives that we take, that we can inspire people by visiting Copenhagen and experiencing and trying the sustainable choices that we have here. Hopefully they will return back home, wherever they come from, a bit wiser and maybe inspired to make small changes or larger changes in, in their everyday life in order to, you know, just for a better world for all of us. That's my hope. The world is a new place. Tina, thank you so much for joining us and for telling us about everything that's happening at Wonderful Copenhagen. Like I said, I am desperate to get back there, as I'm sure many others are too. So uh, best of luck for the coming year and let's keep our fingers crossed that things happen in a better way. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to the 25 Days of Transformation series from Valtech Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, then why not subscribe and keep up to date with all of the episodes in this series and a whole host of insights from the Valtech Cafe back catalogue. And if you'd like more information about what we do or to get in touch, why not visit us at valtech.com to find out the details. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>